0: Hello and welcome, everyone, to episode forty-six of the Official Gears Podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butterbeers, and for this series, vacations to anywhere. Uh, I'm Brian, joined by Alan, as always, and we're the guys who's e- guys that have years of experience. You think I'd say this enough that we'd get it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 your mouse experts and your host of the Official Gears Podcast, so just a whole bunch of stuff around. Uh, in one. And we're here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and help you prepare for your next vacation, whether it's to Disney or Universal, or like we're talking about now, different destinations that we enjoy traveling to. So in this episode, uh, we're going to continue our Travels in the Air series. Um, if you missed it, we were talking about Nashville, a uh, city just 20 minutes north of me last episode. Um, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about New York City, where Alan
1: was just at. Alan, how are you? I'm good. How's it going today? Good. You glad to be back home? I am glad to be home for a week, but then I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's okay. Um, you know, works. My my day job is starting to pick up a little bit again, and travel's starting to come back a little bit. So um, yeah, yeah. De- definitely getting out a little bit. But I got to see. Yeah. Um, I got to see the city, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So I do want to throw out there, I, um, you
0: know, we apologize for not getting a new episode out last week, but uh, between Alan being in New York and like he said, travel picking up and, you know, scheduling and things, it was just a really busy week. And so it was just really hard getting getting to sit down and do uh, do an episode for you guys. But we've got, um, you know, we've got a good one for you this week as a lot of people always talk about New York City, wanting to go to New York City one day. I'm one of those. I go back and forth about whether or not I want to venture New York city, because I'm not a real big, you know, crowd and travel person. Um, which is funny why I love Disney. You know, it's always crowded there and I'm just not a big crowds person, but there's so many things in New York city that I want to see and and experience. And so this is going to be a good episode for me and I hope you guys get something out of it as well.
1: Yeah. And if you are not a crowd person right now is the time to go. There's, There's some really great things that, uh, yeah, it it was very different this trip from from the last couple of times I've been, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's do let's do a little recap about last week or, or two weeks ago. We were talking about Nashville, you know, because there's so many great things to see and do in Nashville. Can you give us a little reminder of why we want to go book Nashville? Yeah,
0: so I mean, there's you know, you you've got some good sports teams which start there because you know I'm a sports <laughs> guy. Um, you, know, you got the Predators and the. Um, the Tennessee Titans, uh, play here in Nashville, but in all, honestly, most people come to Nashville for the atmosphere and the environment of downtown Nashville, the bars, um, the entertainment, uh, the country music aspect of it. And, you know, there's so much history involved with country music, with the Ryman Grand Ole Opry, um, Broadway you know a lot of those places a lot of country music singers got their start in some of the smaller um bars uh you know where you, you would sing live and uh just kind of experience in front of you know a small group of 20 people or so and that's that's where they got their big break and so places like the um Bluebird Cafe for, uh, for instance is one of those um, you also have uh, the RCA Studio B, which had famous people like Elvis Presley, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash uh, sing there. And you can go and stand behind a mic like you were one of them singing um, into, into the mic and, and getting your album cut. Um, but it's also a good drive to Memphis, Chattanooga, Knoxville, um, Indiana, Louisville. Those places are pretty close. Atlanta. Um, so if you want to take a day trip to somewhere there, you can do that. Um, and I guess lastly, I mean, we just have a deep, Southern history as well. A lot of people don't think of Nashville as Nashville is being a real historic place, but we have two presidents' um, estates here. Uh, we have a old Southern plantation, Belmead, that can, you can visit. There's a um, botanical bar garden, chair, uh, Cheekwood, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's just a great city to come and, and spend a weekend or or a full week and just experience some you know different atmosphere. Like I said, the country music scene, downtown, the the bars. Um, it's something something different. Number one Bachelorette
1: City. Do Bachelorette City? That's right. All kinds of yeah. bachelorette parties happening around there.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're they're pretty upset that uh a couple of years ago there was uh something going on at the same time as wedding season, and they were all upset that their bachelorette parties were being ruined because of it. And I was like, oh, come on, get over it. So (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty Uh, crazy
1: yeah pretty soon we'll we'll be having cma fest uh pretty soon so i love cma fest i wish i could go i haven't been to one yet but i'd love to go see cma fest live it's it's crazy
0: it is crazy Uh, and I, i don't know what they're doing i haven't heard the plans for it this year um i'd imagine with concerts coming back travis tritt actually just had a concert um about 15 minutes away from my house uh friday night um sold out at a, a little uh, local brewery called hop springs uh oh. of course it sold out because everybody's ready to go see a concert plus it was travis tritt so it's pretty cool um but i don't know what they're doing about uh cma fest this year wow be interesting to see how they do it that would be crazy yeah yeah oh well, let's talk new york
1: let's do it oh.
0: So my biggest thing is one of the reasons why I'm a little timid about going to New York is, is mainly just getting around traffic, like the people, um, you, you hear story after story about it being safe and not being safe, things like that. I'm not too worried about that because I feel like they got a lot of that figured out. Um, but just getting around in general, I, I'll be honest, I, I will, I'm not really from the country. I, I mean, I grew up South of Nashville, Pierce, like I'm from the country. Um, <laughs> But I'm not what you would consider a country boy, but I feel like I would be, you know, country boy in the big city going to New York. Like I would be one of those stereotypical country people from down south wandering around the big city and be like, I don't know where anything
1: is. (laughs) How'd you get around? Well, before we talk about that real quick, I want to talk about the size just so people can compare. So if if you've been to Walt Disney World and you're familiar with Walt Disney World and how large it is and how much property there is, um, Walt Disney World is about 40 square miles. Of property, just so you know, all of the resorts, the parks, the parkings, um, you know, all of the area in between. Walt Disney World is about 40 square miles. To compare that, um, just the island of Manhattan, just the island of Manhattan in New York is about 22, almost 23 square miles, right? So almost half the size of Walt Disney World. It's huge. So the island of Manhattan alone is about 13 miles from um, tip to tip in the longest point, And it's almost two, a little over two miles wide at the widest point. So it's a pretty big city and you're right. You do wanna talk about getting around in there, but um, it's really pretty easy to get around Manhattan. So like you said, you could just go and take a cab or take an Uber or anything like that. Uh, but the the subway is there. Um, you can take a subway or the train. There are buses. Um, you can rent the city bikes. If you're feeling adventurous, you can ride a bicycle. Um, and they're just getting um, laws now that will allow those electric scooters and things as well. So um, they, New York was scooter-free apparently before that, but now you can get those little like two-wheeled scooters. I know when we were in Portland, mm-hmm. they had those things everywhere. You could rent them like a bike. Um,
0: so I, Nashville had those for a little while and they had to start, uh, putting rules on them because people would rent them out. And, and I don't know, you know, if you guys are listening, you may not know what we're talking about, but they're basically like your kids have those two wheel scooters, kind of um, like a, razor scooter. Like,
1: yeah, a little two wheel yeah, razor scooter, yeah. with a, a handle but, on the front, but wheel.
0: they're mo and they're motorized and because you electric, would just yeah. put, yeah, you just put your card in, um, and then you rent it for however long you want it or whatever. And then you just park it anywhere you want. Uh, when you're finished with it. And so people were li- just leaving them literally lying on the side of the sidewalk all Everyone over Nashville. Too. <laughs> and so Nashville was like, you know, we, we got to put a stop to this and regulate these a little bit better where you can park them and drop them off, things like that. Um, so I, I can see that being a huge problem in New York, but it would also help with the issue of, you know, getting around. However, on a typical New York day, there's so many people walking up and down the sidewalks Right, you can't put those
1: things on the street. Right. Well, New York oh. has put bike lanes in in a lot of places. Did so there are a lot of bike lanes in, um, and and even walking around there, you do need to watch out for the bicyclists just as much as the taxi cabs and the other cars because they'll plow you down too. Um, but <laughs> but as large as, as New York and Manhattan is, it's very walkable. There's a lot of walking you can do. Um, a lot of great walkable places if you're if you're you know up for a good walk. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit but it's pretty friendly to get in and out. So um, what I did is I haven't been in New York in forever since I was um, up there and did this. So um, I I downloaded a couple of the apps. So you can actually download an app that will let you um, pay for your subway and Metro tickets um, right from your phone. So instead of having to buy a ticket or anything like that, you literally, it's kind of like Apple Pay. You walk up and you touch your um, phone to the little digital pad. And um, mine is the one that has the um, face scanner in it. So you touch it to the pad. So it activates it, you look at it and then you put it back to the pad and you go in. So they charge you, you know, just as you go in and out. So that's pretty convenient. um, If you download the app and and do that, you do have to create a little account for that um, by linking your card to it and you can link Apple Pay or whatever. But that made it pretty convenient and pretty easy. And um, there are a lot of apps out there that you can go in and say, okay, here's where I am now and here's where I want to go. And they give you different route options, either through the subway or through buses or through walking. Um, so I found that pretty easy. I, I found it a lot easier to get around than I expected. I mean, I, I'm relatively okay um, with directions and things like that anyway, but it, it, it was pretty smooth. Um, the only thing I had trouble with is at one point, I was trying to find a one train and all I could find was the two and the three. So um, I guess I had gone off a block or so from where the map told me. And um, so I did ask the person in the um, subway booth, the, the ticket taker or whoever that was in the booth. And I said, hey, I'm trying to find the one train. And she was really great. She's like, no, no, it's a few blocks over or you can just get on this train right here on the two to three, go one stop and then transfer, just walk across the platform to the one train. I'm like, oh, okay, pretty simple. Um, and that was just me. I couldn't find the, the specific train I was looking for, but there's trains and, and things everywhere. Um, yeah,
0: I know when Mandy, Mandy went a couple of years ago uh, with her, my sister-in-law my mother-in-law, and they took, um, they took a bus pretty much everywhere. And it was one of those where I guess the bus went around several times, you got off, um and as long as you got back on that same bus not not the same brand bus i guess you didn't have to pay something like that so you can get off go you know look at this place or whatever in a couple hours catch the next bus that came back through um yeah. and as long as you had a ticket you just got back on as long as there was room so um that was a pretty good way of taking the tour around new york they said
1: um that's a different bus they got that's to the see. um the hop on hop off like uh um, it was a it was like bus. a
0: double-decker tour bus yeah right so in Chicago, uh, it was pretty cool
1: they have them in Chicago, New York. I think they have them, a lot of the major cities have those, but yeah, you, you buy a, you know, like a day pass for the hop on, hop off tour. So you get on the bus and you go, you know, to the next sightseeing location and you get off and you experience that and you walk around a little bit and then another bus will come around every so often and you get on it and go to the next stop. That is another way to get around too. If you're doing the sites, um, I was going to mention that with some of the other tour things that you can do, but yeah, there's I found it uh, not being in New York by myself for a while, I found it pretty easy to get around, and uh, I felt relatively comfortable everywhere I went. So I didn't feel too bad about it. I, I was surprised. And I don't want to say.
0: It was. I th- yeah, I was going to say I don't think it was any more convenient for you because you know you're up close to Chicago, but you're not necessarily in Chicago. So right. it's not like you're kind of used to that stuff anyway. Um, yeah. You you still have, drive a car around pretty much everywhere you guys go. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, if we go so to it's an not event, like you're living city, in the city. Chicago,
1: um, you know, we might, we might go so far and park the car and take the train in. Um, but we usually take the blue line right over by the airport. So it's like one straight shot in and out. We don't usually have to transfer and do things. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I'm not a pro at the the subways and the metros and things like that. Um, and you know, with the app that was out there and, and just the convenience of tapping in and out as you wanted to go, instead of having to buy a ticket and worry about it. Um, I thought it was great. So yeah, like so. City bus, subway train, you know, you could ride the city bike, and then you have cabs and Ubers, so plenty of places to, get around and and plenty I would, places to walk.
0: I'll just say, like, if you're used to getting around Walt Disney World and all the different transportation options they have with the Skyline or the buses, um, getting from Disney Springs to a, a resort or from a one resort to another resort for a dining reservation or something, I said, you should be able to get around New York City, because getting around yep. Disney sometimes is just as confusing as going anywhere yep. else.
1: True. And, you know, um, on this trip, like maybe, maybe it's because of who I am and I'm willing to ask when I'm an idiot and I'm, I've lost, (laughs) Um, but I found that uh, most of the people that you would talk to, like if you talk to somebody that was working for the buses or the trains, or, you know, even some of the taxis, they have taxi stands out there. you can actually talk to it, you know, somebody who can hail a taxi for you. Um, Most of them are pretty willing to give you directions and help out. So I didn't. I didn't really run into any rude, scary New Yorkers that like want to tell you off. And, you know, I didn't run into any of that. And it may also be that uh, New York is happy to have some tourists back. How bad, I'd like to have some people come in and, and experience <laughs> the city right now. Uh, maybe there's been a little bit of that too. So but yeah, I, I found getting around pretty easy. So I can tell you on, um, I walked around the city on Sunday. I did the live from Town Square, uh, Times Square. And when I walked around on Sunday, um, I did walk about eight miles that day all around the city. So um, very similar to what you would do at Disney on a typical day where you would work, you know, eight to 10 miles a day. Um, The only difference with the city is um, I'm not used to the stairs. (laughs) I have a flight of stairs in my house, but when you're going in and out of the subway and things, you're typically walking up and down three or four flights of stairs at a time to get this train or that train or walk up the stairs to change trains. Um, So yeah, I I will tell you that my thighs were a little sore from climbing up and down the stairs that I'm not used to, which is good (laughs) exercise. So it was great. Um, But again, just, I found it pretty easy to get around and and pretty walkable. The other thing I noticed that it's, like I said, it's been quite a while since I went to New York for like kind of sightseeing or anything. Um, And I did get out over the weekend since I was there previously. uh, It's been a long time, like I said, so Times Square was still traffic in Times Square. So a lot of Manhattan has been redone, especially in like the Times Square area and some of the surrounding um, midtown, uptown, where some of the streets have been turned into one-way streets instead of two-way streets. And they essentially narrowed the street to make it a one-way street. And where the, the traffic used to go the opposite direction, they kind of extended that out into a walkway or a bike lane or a park in some cases. So a lot of that midtown, uptown area and around Times Square, there's places where it's it's one way only, but it's still the width of a two-way street, you know, or like four lanes or so. But yeah. part of it is literally park or walkway or bike lanes. So that was kind of interesting. You'd be walking and all of a sudden, the next two blocks, um, you know, the street would kind of be open part way, and there's, there's barriers up around that portion of the street where it's kind of blocked off. But uh, I mean, I, walking through, a couple blocks right off of Times square there are outdoor ping pong tables set up which used to be traffic lanes on the street um there are nice planners out there and benches and different things um so that alone and it's I permanent cool.
0: like it's permanent they're not planning it's on taking per- that yeah. away no, it's permanent
1: really, yeah. it's, they're bolted down you can't pick up the ping pong tables they're bolted down um but yeah it was it was pretty cool so i, I thought that was really neat that areas where it tends to get crowded and and tourists would be or Um, I found a lot of people out on lunch you know there's still a lot of people going outside and things so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people sitting outside on the benches having lunch um, you know socially distant and things like that so I I really enjoyed that too I don't remember that from walking around before Um, and so just having that like additional walkway and a little barrier like between you and the cars or um, another area to kind of just stop and and you know stand and look over at the, the buildings all around you and take it all in and not worry about getting plowed down by a, a local taxi or something um i thought that was pretty cool it was really neat so glad to see some of those changes some of that's pretty neat um and a lot yeah. going on all right so you talked about
0: um town square, square. what uh yeah what, what else is there to
1: see like, well Times square I know there's you know, a lot <laughs> There's so much to see. We could do like it was we were talking just a few minutes ago. We could do like a month of episodes on just New York, but some of the big sites is, is Times Square. So Times Square, everybody's got go to go Times Square. If you go to New York, you got to check out Times Square. You know, that's where the ball drops on New Year's Eve. The ball is still there. You can go and see it. The, it's still lit up 2021. Um, so it it's still um partly there and lit. So that's kind of cool. That's where all the neon and the signs and the lights and everything are. Um you know, there's restaurants and shops right there. There's a Disney store right in Times Square. Um, you know, normally when Broadway and theaters going on, that's where the ticket booth is. If you wanted to go and get tickets to a show um, without going around and around, so Times Square is really cool. I did end up having um, lunch in Times Square at one of the sit-down restaurants. Um, one thing I do want to talk about New York with COVID. Um, I thought this was super cool, and I would. I don't know why we can't implement this elsewhere. This might just be me. But um, when I was there for work, most of the time uh, they would order food into the office where we were working. Or you know, when I get back to the hotel, we would either stop and get something at night or on the way back to the hotel. Um, I was just kind of getting things and go. right? So if you're outdoor dining and everything, uh, it's not a big deal. But when you do indoor dining anywhere in the state of New York, you actually go to the restaurant. And before you can get checked in and seated, there is a little um, QR code and you have to scan it. And you have to give them your um, tracking information. So they ask for your first name, last name, number of people in your party, your mailing address, and your local phone number. And once you provide that through an, through an online scan, right, then it goes to the hostess stand that you provided your information, and then they will take your temperature and then seat you. But before that, you can't. So if you don't fill out this little online form for the state of New York, um, they won't seat you. And it's, it's COVID tracking. So if something were to happen, if there was, you know, to be an outbreak at the restaurant you were at, they would have your name and information and the number of people in your party so they could actually contact you and contact trace it and let you know. And I mean, a lot of people were like, I don't want to give you my name and address just to eat here, but I yeah. thought it was kind of cool. I, if, if that's what it takes to get more places open and more people able to go back out, I was all for it. I didn't have any problem no. with them i yeah. like, it just seems so simple. Scan here, put your details in. We'll take your temperature and see. you. Yeah. Like, okay. Worked fine for me. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the biggies, right? So you go to New York. One of the big things you got to do is the statue of Liberty and Ellis Island. Right. So statue of Liberty, yeah. you know, was a gift from France back in the 1800s and was put together. So statue of Liberty is still standing out there for everyone to see in the Harbor. Um, and you can go to Ellis Island. So, um, I read a statistic that said about 40% of Americans can trace at least one ancestor who arrived into the States and went through the Ellis Island um, port of entry. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of cool. So the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island tour you can do, it's about $60. Um, There's a tour that includes both. It includes the ferry boat ride to the islands and back. Um, It's about a three to four hour tour if you do that for about 60 bucks. Um, It takes you over to uh, Liberty Island, where the Statue of Liberty is, and you get to go over to Ellis Island and see the Ellis Island Museum, Um, you know, trace some of the history of the immigrants and the people who've come through there. Um, There's some really cool things to see. Uh, On this one, just so you know, they do point out that backpack strollers and other large items must be checked into lockers on the island for an additional two bucks. Um, I think they just want to make sure that people aren't bringing anything large and potentially hazardous uh, to these landmarks. That's kind of cool. The Statue of Liberty is pretty amazing. Um, the the museum that's underneath and, and things you can see, it's really cool. Um, so they have the actual original torch from the Statue of Liberty in the museum down there. The, the torch has been replaced and it's updated, so you can see the original one there. That's kind of cool. And another thing is, obviously, um, anybody who is familiar with New York knows about the World Trade Centers and and what happened back on 9-11. So another really interesting one is to go to the World Trade Center Museum and Memorial. So um, it's about $28 per person to go through the museum and the memorial. There's a lot of really cool artifacts in here um, from the event and what happened on 9-11. So there's, you know, uh, ladder three, one of the fire trucks that was partially crushed is in there. There's there's a lot of different things that are in the museum. That's It's pretty amazing to see. Um, and then you also get to see the reflecting pools where the two towers used to stand. Even if you didn't know anybody who was lost on nine 11, it's, it's still a pretty powerful thing. Um, I know you've seen pictures and things of it. And you know, on nine 11, there's always the broadcast from there when they read the names um, it's a very different place when you go see it. And when you're there um, it, I totally recommend it. Um, it's very, very somber and, and, uh, beautiful place. Actually, they've done a really nice job with what they've done with the museum. Um, Yeah, But it's very cool. So one of the times I went um, to New York, it was so long ago that the World Trade Center site was still a construction zone. So we were literally standing against a construction fence looking into the pit where all of this is now. Um, And the the trains, there was a train station underneath um, the Trade Center, uh, the subway trains, and that train was not even running through there yet. That's how long it's been since I've been down there. Um, so it, it's completely transformed. Um, it looks really great now and it's, uh, it's a different place. But I, I totally recommend anybody needs to go and see that and check that out. And right next to that is, um, one world trade center. So one world trade center is that new freedom tower that everybody talks about, um, and it's built there. So it's uh, got an observatory up on the 102nd floor of One World Trade Center. There's panoramic views up there. It's um, like floor to ceiling glass. And on clear days, you can see up to about 50 miles. It's a beautiful view of the city from up there. Um, it is about $42 to go up there. This one is really weird. So like, I'm not big on heights. So I'll be—I'll tell you, I didn't do this one. Um, <laughs> I'm not big on heights, 102nd floor and all glass. I, I would not be anywhere near the glass to begin with. Um, but they have an elevator. That takes you to the hundred and second floor in about a minute. That that alone is crazy. Crazy, crazy. yeah. There's some really cool things um, to see there and do. It, it's there's just so many sites and stuff. But that that's the new One World Trade Center. It's a beautiful building, uh, and it, it's literally if if the old towers were still standing there, you could throw a rock from one to the other and hit it. They're that close. Yeah. So it's it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, um, I've, I've seen uh, virtual tours and pictures of um, the new monument there, uh, the fountains where the uh, two towers were, and I, I mean, I'm just really impressed. It, it's got to be a really somber feeling, just standing there looking at that, knowing what happened on that day and everything. Um, yeah. It's something that I'm, I don't want to say I'm looking forward to uh, when I go to New York, but it is definitely something I really want to to check out and witness. Um and honestly, I think it's just out of paying respects for those those that that, that right. you know lost their lives that day. Uh, and I definitely want to see the Statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that there's actually eight replicas of the Statue of Liberty in Paris. Um, yeah. They're the ones that gave it you know gave us the Statue of Liberty as a gift. And um I I think it was kind of I, there's some story that it was possibly like a joke or something and why they gave it to us. But uh, I don't remember the whole detail on it, but it was, was, there something that they were trying to kind of slip in, you know, as a, as a small, small, small joke, but um, yeah. the whole story behind the Statue of Liberty and why we have it and everything is really neat. And so to be able to see that one day and yeah. kind of see where Magneto was up there holding Wolverine <laughs> <Exactly>. inside. And <laughs> so many movies from New York, right? So many yeah. Uh, how it's uh, men in black have the uh, um, you know the uh, mind elimination thing uh, you know yep. send out from there uh, yeah it's just yep. it's so cool to see all the different historical parts of
1: New but York history and the, of, you know LS and those Island. are just two the, the, yeah the Statue of Liberty and the things oh. like that. that's amazing so I'm going to tell you briefly a brief story um, I don't Brian you know me and you know, I have a tendency of sometimes um, putting a, my foot in my mouth unintentionally. <laughs> so- Just a little bit. I, I've learned my lesson, don't ask questions. <laughs> so I was, um, after work one night, I was walking around with one of the um, the clients that I was there working with. They, you know, they took me to dinner. We walked up to Koreatown and we were getting um, these amazing Korean um, sweet and spicy wings, they were so good. And as we were walking, um, one thing I did notice about New York is there are still a lot of places that are closed. So there are restaurants that are closed. There are shops that are closed, you know, and I've kind of noticed it in Chicago, but just walking around Manhattan and, and the area was um, North of Madison. Um, there's a lot closed. And I was a little surprised at how much New York really did get hit hard with um, COVID and and everything that's been going on with yeah. the economy. So that was interesting. So um, I, I was talking to this, this, gentleman at the company that I'm working with. And, um, you know, he told me he's been in New York for 34 years. And I said, wow, that's, that's a long time. That's really great. And I said, how, how do you feel that COVID in, in the way the economy and everything is now, how did that kind of compare to 9-11? Is it, does it have kind of the same feel? Is it very different? I mean, I know it's a completely different scenario, right? But what was it like? And then I realized I stepped in it and he proceeded to tell me um, that he was actually in the World Trade Center on 9-11. He had arrived to work early. He was on the 54th floor of the first building that the plane hit. So he said he remembered looking out and seeing flames and things. So he was lucky enough to get out of the building, um, but many of the people he knew didn't that day and um he said he was actually standing uh kind of close to the building next to the federal building um with a CIA, cia officer he was talking to when the building came down so he was not even a block from where it happened when it happened and um so he said that the ash and the smoke and everything was so bad that he literally put his hand on the other guy's shoulder and they couldn't see each other. And I was like, okay, you don't have to tell me anymore if this is, you know, traumatic. I I wasn't aware and I apologize. And he's like, no, it's okay to talk about it now. But yeah, he said, it's a very different New York than it was then. Um, You know, and he he did say that sometimes, you know, they're in the building and a, a, a train will go by and, you know, it shakes the building just right. And he gets kind of tense, but it helps to talk yeah. about it. So that kid kind of home. And we said, okay, let's, let's get a beer to go with these wings. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 um, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, so, um, like I said, I unintentionally stuck my foot in it by, you know, bringing something up. So it, it was amazing I, to hear him talk about it and to know that, you know, he's come through, um, it was very different but there's
0: there's so many people if you if you would have asked the same question yep. you would have gotten the same response from somebody if they had a family member die from covid because that was yep. so rampant up there
1: in that part yeah and so recent still well that like yeah i didn't want to ask about that because i knew but i figured yeah. okay 9-11 has been that much farther, and he'd been in manhattan for all this time but I, it didn't dawn on me that he might have worked in the buildings um like, That city has
0: taken a beating over the last, I mean, it's a strong city. I mean, we, we know New Yorkers and they're stubborn and they're strong and, and, and tough. And, but I mean, over the last, you know, 20 years or so, I mean, that, that city has just taken a beating.
1: Yes. And it, it, like I said, walking around and seeing things that are closed and seeing, you know, Broadway still dark and many of the Broadway posters and things you're used to seeing and stuff, not there, um, was interesting even walking through like times square and near madison square garden where there's a lot of those outdoor digital billboards um there are still a lot of signs saying you know thank you essential workers and you know you keep Mm -hmm. america you keep new york running and um so there's still a lot of that going on um which i think is great and there was also a lot of billboards about stop asian hate which i think is also very great because yeah people are people you know somebody walking down the street in new york who happens to be asian had nothing to do you know with covid i mean it no the people that get annoyed and are doing that it just i don't understand that personally but no there's no reason for it um you know we we need to like 9 11 and, and everything we need to come together and we need to be there for each other we need to help each other more so than we need to worry about you know who's doing what um yep Anyway, so back to back to the city. Sorry, I got cut off on a tangent there. <laughs> but, um, so the whole World Trade Center area is um, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting to go and see. Um, so that alone is pretty neat. Uh, another big one, obviously, you got to go see the Empire State Building. If, Empire it's State it's building, not just another big one. It's the big one. It's I mean, it's New York. <laughs> it's it's like even though One World Trade Center is bigger. I mean, the Empire State Building is like the icon of New York. It's you gotta go. You gotta go see the Empire State Building. Empire State Building opened in 1931, and it's 102 stories tall. Um, whereas One World Trade Center has an observation deck on the 102nd floor. Um, Empire is just 102 tall total. Um, so World Trade Center, One World Trade Center is actually larger. Um, but when you go up on the um, 86th floor observation deck of the Empire State Building, um, this is the highest open air observation deck in the city. And it is open. So there's like this big kind of fencing up in there. You can get out and see great views of the city, but you're outside open air. Um, so weather permitting, <laughs> you might not want to be out there yeah. if it's windy and rainy. I mean, you're not going to blow off because the, the railings and things that are up there are really high and there's no chance of that. But um, it, it's pretty cool. I have been to the top of the Empire State Building. I didn't do it on this trip. Um, it's, it's unique. If you go to New York, you, ha- you really need to go and see the top of the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Um, this does take about 46 bucks to go up. I would plan on spending at least an hour to go up. There's some information about the building, kind of videos and things you can watch, and then the observation deck and looking in all different directions. Um, it's pretty unique. And again, so many movies. I mean, um, you've got mail. I mean, come on, you've got mail. That's the newest um, you know, of the, the big ones up there. But so many great things. Independence Day. Independence Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ghostbusters. I mean... So many different things, right? Not uh, so about up, dustbusters. So many things up there. King Kong. <laughs> Who could forget King Kong? Climbing the top up there, <laughs> whacking those planes. Um, so, you know, you got to go check out Empire State Building.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, another option is Rockefeller Center in the top of the rock observation deck. Lots of these places have big observation decks you can go in, and check out. Um, now. Rockefeller Center is only 70 um, stories tall, but this is home to NBC. So, you know, this is where Saturday Night Live is and things like that. You're going to go and find some of those shows broadcasting from there. I mean, Rockefeller Center is famous. Um, They have the giant gold statue of Atlas outside, where in the winter they put up the ice skating rink. So you can go ice skating at Rockefeller Center with Atlas in the background. Um, They do the giant tree lighting there um, around Thanksgiving. So they have the Christmas tree. Um, I mean, it's an icon. Rockefeller center. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Cool place to go and see Um, if you have never been in New York and you've never seen the Brooklyn bridge in person, you really got to check out the Brooklyn bridge. I mean, New York is so old. People don't realize um, how old it is, but the Brooklyn bridge was actually completed back in 1883, 1883. And it was the world's first steel suspension bridge. Now the Brooklyn bridge has also been in, you know, tons and tons of movies and destroyed multiple times right but um there is a walking path um there's an elevated walking path above the the car lanes and it's like wooden walking path so you can you know walk all the way across the brooklyn bridge people jog it um you know there's bike paths and things people go up and down there um so if you want to get a really cool view of the city at least walk out to the first um big pylon uh, for the Brooklyn Bridge. And there's an observation deck there and you get some amazing views of the city and you can say you're on the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, that's pretty unique too. And then um, one other one that's really cool is uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. And St. Patrick's Cathedral is built back in 1879 and has been fully restored and maintained over the years. It's um, it's a beautiful Gothic revival style church. Um, they have beautiful rose gold windows. They have big bronze doors. Um, I mean, it I'm not a huge religious person myself, but I love to go and see the architecture and the style and the the detail in some of these churches that are a couple of hundred years old and to know how much work had to go into those back then. Um, you know, I can't wait to see Notre Dame come back in Paris once they get Paris restored. Um, I have been to Notre Dame and it's an amazing place to go and walk around. And um, even on one of my trips to Montreal, we did um, the the Notre Dame of Montreal tour. and and saw some of the things in there. And the cathedrals are amazing. But to go and see this one from 1879, you know, right there in New York, um, it is pretty cool. It is still being used. So uh, it is a a great example of Gothic architecture. Um, And in all of New York, there's so many different types of architecture and things as you walk around and look. I mean, you have the great modern buildings next to some beautiful buildings that have been around since the, you know, 17, 1800s. Um, and they're still open and operational. So that's one of the things I love about New York is that it's it's so eclectic. It's not any one thing. It's everything. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of architectural history as well. And so to see the cathedrals, to see the the old um, businesses, just the you know real skinny tall brick buildings that are all mm-hmm. attached together, um, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know especially right now like i'm going through like a revolutionary war period and and, you know a lot of history from the revolutionary war took place up around new york um so you know to see some of the stuff that happened back then some of the because some of that stuff is still there some of those areas are still there they've just been you know taken over by new but um some of the the, you know the major history is still there and, and to be able to see that would be really cool
1: yeah, there's so many really cool things. So people don't realize that um, the New York area was first settled in 1624. Mm-hmm. And Manhattan has been part of New York since 1664. I mean, you know, <laughs> getting close to 300 years there, um, you know, about what, 20, 40 years off of 300 years, so 250, 60 years, That that's amazing. So if you think about the history and everything that's there and, and what's going on in New York and all the different things you can go and see, um, I, I really 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 enjoy the history of a place like that when you can go and see things like that I think it's it's amazing yep um, and that's one of my favorite things yeah yeah so many cool um, things I mean there are talking about the guggenheim and you know carnegie hall and all these other amazing buildings and things that are i I
0: was gonna say we we didn't even get to that um we we were just sticking you know kind of more of just buildings in in history like we didn't get to the historic
1: hall carnegie hall is amazing and they not only if i mean if you can go see a concert at carnegie hall that'd be incredible but even when they're not doing concerts they do tours of the building so Mm -hmm. I, i mean there's some really cool things you can do in New York. There's so many things, yeah. and it, you just you can't do it all at one time. You have to go back over and over.
0: We didn't. I mean, I don't think you can see it or do anything now. But the you know the Apollo was another yeah. uh, famous one for for comedians and, yeah. and actors and things. So, uh, I mean, it's just it is really just a unique city.
1: Well, that's one thing we're really not going to talk about in this episode. Is unfortunately a lot of the theater because Broadway is still not it's happening. not there in theaters not something. back um i did walk by the um the theater where um the tonight show is done um we had nbc where uh, at the Rockefeller center where um you can go and see um saturday night live and some of the other shows um so it was kind of cool to see some of those things um beautiful beautiful amazing old theaters that are there um but broadway is just is, is just not ready to come back yet so um you know, we can do a whole episode, or at least I could, on um, theater and Broadway and what there is to do in New York and why you should take in a show if you get a chance. So there's a lot of these really cool things that, you know, we're not going to touch on just because at the moment we don't know when they'll be back. Um, yeah. They will be back. Live entertainment mm-hmm. will come back. Many of the Broadway theaters um, are still there and they still have their their marquees and their show names out. So I did get a picture of like where Hamilton is and there's the Tina Turner show and there's a... Um, a whole um, Harry Potter show that's going on um, and their stuff is still out uh, on some of the uh, signs and things outside where you can see where the theaters are, where they would be. Um, That's kind of cool. But you also have like the New York Post, you know, newspapers and things that have been there forever and forever. Um, (laughs) Really interesting. I I just kind of, you know, brushing up some history and things. But um, the, the New York Post tabloid, that's out there. That New York Post has been around since 1801. I mm-hmm. had no idea. 1801, and it was originally started as a Federalist paper called the New York mm-hmm. Evening Post by Alexander Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton, yep. He did it. He was the author of the Federalist Papers mm-hmm. and the first um, you know, Secretary of the Treasury. So just, just like the history. So you've got Hamilton, the Broadway mm-hmm. show, which is, it's a modern kind of telling of some of what happened in, in a new way. But it's connected to the history of New York right there. I mean, that's, yeah. I, mean, I think that's kind of cool too. Um, yeah. But like I said, I'm, I'm kind of crazy when it gets to things like that. I enjoy it. Yeah.
0: I want to uh, talk on the Broadway subject real quick. Because um, we're starting to see a lot of concerts and a lot of entertainment, live entertainment come back. And so I know there's people that are hoping we'll see Broadway maybe by the end of the year. I think that's being extremely optimistic. Um, I do too just because these people, they have to get back into, I'm just going to say acting shape. Um, You know, they, you know, they, they probably doing some things at home and things like that, but they're not used to being on stage five nights a week, six nights a week, whatever uh, performing. Yeah. yeah, You know, performing twice a night or something. So uh, that takes a toll on your body and you've got to get yourself back in the groove of doing that. Um, And that's going to take months of, you know, and just being on stage, a lot of those really great performances it's all about chemistry with everybody else that you're on stage with right and over the last year you've lost that
1: well a lot of them will get it you know. back they'll obviously they'll yeah into- they, they, they they will it's just going to take a little bit of time but there's a big difference with broadway too with a theater like that so when you talk about a concert right and you're looking at a stage musicians can still be socially distanced on stage yeah for the most part. You know, the drummer is usually up on a pedestal separated from everyone else. The guitarists and the keyboardists are usually kind of spread out. They're all more than six feet apart, typically on a stage. And while your, you know, lead singers and vocalists will, you know, roam the stage and interact with each other, it's a completely different experience for the performers and even the techs and things backstage where they're not all right on top of each other. When you start talking about a Broadway show... The cast is in and out of really tight quarters and things in the back. There's really nowhere for them to socially distance. In. No, and you've you've typically
0: got an orchestra as well yeah. down there in the pit. And um all packed in together. You get you gotta change storylines, like you know, Prince Charming can't go and kiss Snow White, right? You know, to wake her up. Like <laughs> you, you just can't Not get around that kind of if stuff. You're making out on yeah. stage,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. so, so it's gonna take a little interest. while for that kind of stuff to come back. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that it's going to come back, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, um, because we, we really need one. These people need to get back. I mean, theater people are not the kind of people who just want to sit at home all day. Um, uh, I, I follow um, Ben Platt, who, you know, mm-hmm. has been in um, uh, Pitch Perfect movies and um, really famous for uh Hansen. And he, I watched him on TikTok. He's kind of going crazy. So there may or may not be, you know, videos of him in a little mermaid wig and a beard, you know, singing part of your world behind the couch. <laughs> like he, Ben needs to get out and see people. <laughs> there's some really cool things yeah. that, that the theater people are starting to do, um, you know, remotely on YouTube and things like that, where they're all kind of singing and, and they're editing together and it's amazing to see. Um, we, we need to get them back out there and, and get them interacting with people again because there's just there's nothing like live entertainment and live theater and concerts and all that kind of thing it it's it's totally amazing yeah but let's talk about brian you like sports stuff
0: right yeah so yeah and and there's um there's there's two reasons in new york there are a lot of there are a lot of sports teams in new york and for time purposes i'm just going to talk about uh two um different sports thing i mean you do have you got football baseball basketball um and soccer all all major teams in the new york area and then you've got new jersey right across uh, the bay um but i want to talk about the new york yankees for uh just basically, to, you know, one reason. And it's one of the probably missed, uh, historic and iconic franchises in sports history. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Um, the Yankees, everybody know who the Yankees are, the pinstripes. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know they have a no facial hair rule, which just really turns to beards. But um, they're so, they're the epitome of what a sports team should look like is what the owners, you know, think. And, and they, they treat it that way but the reason I'm not a Yankees fan, I honestly root against the Yankees any chance I get, (laughs) but I want to go to a Yankees baseball game because out in the outfield of of the Yankee stadium, and they have a new Yankee stadium. Now the old Yankee stadium had as well, they have this thing called monument park. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a museum out there in the outfield behind the walls where they have every famous New York Yankee that they consider in their hall of fame. They have a bust or a plaque of them out there in that, in that monument park. So babe, Ruth, Lou Gehrig, um, uh, shoot uh, Derek Jeter, Mario Rivera. I mean, you just name the Yankees players and, and they're out there. And I just think that is so cool as a baseball fan yep. uh, or, or just as a sports fan. I mean, everybody knows who babe, Ruth is, whether it's from a movie yep. or, or, you know, a commercial or something um, that's, that's just so cool to go and see somebody who, played so long ago, you almost kind of forget that he was a real person because the stories about him are so large. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like you actually will get to go and see it and, and solidify that, yeah, he was a real person. Um, and then the Baseball Hall of Fame is in Cooperstown, New York, which is just a couple hours drive from New York. And I could spend all day there. I could spend a the week there just reading everything on the on the walls about the baseball, uh, the history of baseball and the Hall of Fame and, and all the players in it. Uh, that honestly is the biggest
1: draw to me to go to New York
0: (laughs) and it's not even in New York city.
1: There's another one in the the museum section. We're going to talk about. I put in just for you that I know is also going to be. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but
0: lots of, lots of New York's got it. Yeah. They they do. I mean, they've got football, the giants, Jets, Buffalo bills, um, hockey. uh, You've got the Rangers and Islanders and Rangers is another iconic sports team. Uh uh, One of the greatest, uh, organizations in hockey history. The New York Knicks, very famous Madison Square Garden. That's just the most famous arena probably in the United States um, because they have concerts there. They have sporting events. I mean, they, they sell that out
1: for just about everything. Um, My hotel, and then your soccer a couple club. blocks from there, I walked by it. And actually, um, so twice a week, I had to go out to Long Island twice a week while I was up there. And so i had to go get the long island railroad in the train station right underneath madison square garden really yeah Walking back and and it's
0: crazy to think that there's train stations and things are like you underneath these massive structures <laughs>
1: under this huge stadium Uh-oh. under these giant buildings yeah,
0: yeah. if you oh, only knew yeah. how much concrete was over your head at that time <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would take the long island railway from uh penn station <laughs> underneath madison square garden and you go out through the tunnel under the river and pop up on land out in long island and heading out that way you yeah, like you said, there's also um, the Red Bulls and the New York City Football Club. So there's, you know, like you said, baseball, football, NHL, NBA, and Major League Soccer. And on the NBA, don't forget about the uh, Women's Liberty, the New York Liberty team. Yeah. So the WNBA. So, yeah. I mean, if you're a sports fan, New York has you covered. A little bit of something for everybody.
0: That's the thing about New York. New York has something for everybody no matter what it is. If you're a fan of shopping, if you're a fan of art, if you're a fan of history, if you're a fan of food, New York has it all because that's what New York is. New York is a blended city of immigrants and uh just different cultures and people. Yeah. And you know, when you when you get that, you get a blended environment. Yeah, and and so you're going to get a diverse, you know, a variety of things and no matter what dynamic you're talking about, whether it's sports or anything else. And, you know, that's, that's what makes New York so great.
1: And it's, it's, we're going to talk a little bit more about it in in a minute, but the, the, the burrows and the burbs and the things, every, every little, every few blocks of New York city is almost like its own Mm -hmm. little burb. Right. So um, I was, I was uh, in the Chelsea district, which is like the flower district. So it was really kind of cool you get up in the morning and i would walk to the office and um, as i would walk down the street go into the office i was just off broadway um the flower shops when you go into the flower shop they're literally like it's an empty building where there's just flowers and plants and everything lining the walls but in the morning they drag all that out on the street so they'll line the front of the building with all the little um, flat racks of flowers and things that you can get and the little pots that you can take home and replant and things like that. And then on the sidewalk by the street, they fill all these different shrubs and trees and um, potted plants that you can put on your patios and things like that. Um, So you're like almost like walking through a garden every morning and every evening as you walk by. So they pull all these things out and they've got them out there for everybody to see. And some of the places have these like um, big rolling racks that have Um, wooden planters and planter baskets and um, the moss and stuff. You could put them in the rocks and all like everything you could do to like landscape a patio or, you know, put these really cool planters in your your apartment or anything like that. So you you get all these great fresh flowers and everything is bright. And um, that I thought was actually pretty cool. (laughs) Kind of nice to get up in the morning and walk by and see all the plants and everything out. And, you know, they're out there with the hoses hosing everything down and felt like Disney almost. You know, all the plants magically appear in the morning and they're out there being watered (laughs) and cleaned. And then at night they all go to bed and they park, they put all the plants to bed at night in the building. But you You go by at night. You can
0: roll them away to block people. What's that? Like if you don't want people walking a certain way, you just roll them in the way so people can't go there. And then you roll them out later.
1: They roll these little planter things out. Um, But you go by at night and they're packing everything in, and they're just like, they're literally just lining the walls. Like when you go by during the day that you look inside, it's just like white bare walls and maybe a shelf with some things on them. But they just kind of, pack it all back in there and they haul it back out every day and every night so i thought that was kind of neat kind of cool to see yeah um and like i said just all the if i had a better sense of smell i'm sure it smelled great but (laughs) really cool to see all the the color and stuff and it was nice and people checking out the plants lots of people buying plants and stuff all the time every time i walk by it's kind of cool yeah but You know, there's other things to do. If you're not just a building and architecture fan, if you don't want to just see history, um, if you want to try other things, there are a lot of other really cool um, museums and things you can do in New York. So um, there is the Museum of Modern Art. There's the Guggenheim. Um, You have the American Museum of National History, which was made famous by those Night at the Museum movies, you know, um, hanging out in there. Um, You have They don't come to life. They don't come to life. No, <laughs> I mean, we're not there at night. They close. They kick us out. We don't know what happens at night. But you know, let's not kill the magic. It could be. It could be. It could,
0: um, it could
1: be. You know. And you have the Metropolitan Museum of Art. These places—they've been around forever. Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Met, was founded in 1870. The Met houses over two million pieces of art spanning over five thousand years of history. That's crazy to me. There's these Egyptian artifacts in there that are five thousand years old. I, I get a kick out of Egypt and ancient Greece. I like to go yeah. and see those things. That's what you were talking about. The part that, that i um, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I kind of go check that out. But um, <laughs> so many, so many museums in New York. I, you can't even, you know, there's cultural museums for pretty much every um, type of ancestry. There is out there. There, like, there's, I can't even tell you about all the museums. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. And they're, they're just so much like, art and things to go and see they're, they're pretty cool. Um, I'm, I love history stuff. Um, a a standard museum is kind of slow for me. Um, if it's old stuff behind glass and you have to read a plaque, I get bored kind of fast, but you know, if you take me and show me, you know, pieces of ancient history and the sarcophagus and things like that of Egypt and stuff, I'm, I'm into that. I I get kind of a kick out of things like that. Um, I love DC and the air and space museum because I'm, you know, architectural uh, or a flight guy too. So there's really cool museums and things to check out. There's, I can't even begin to tell you all of them. If pretty much, if you want to see something, museum wise, again, New York's got you covered. They've got it all, all kinds of. Yeah, things. I, I'm excited
0: about the Museum of Natural History because I have seen replicas of a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've they've got one in Disney World. I don't believe that is a true. I don't think that's a real. Those are real bones. I'm pretty sure they are replicas. Um, so I don't think I've ever seen a real dinosaur, like the bones of one. Yeah. The bones. Yeah. So, you know, and, and they don't have just one, they've got several, Several. um, and then like you said, ancient Egypt, that's a really like time period that I've just, you know, am fascinated with, um, just the simple fact that how do they do some of the things they did? Where do they get the technology? I'm not a fan of the aliens. Did it like that? I don't believe that. Um, so it's just crazy to think that somebody along the lines taught these people how to do these the things. Or they, they engineered it and, somehow, but you engineered yeah.
1: it. You know, yeah. I watch a lot of the um, things about ancient Egypt and stuff like that. And even in modern technology, we have a hard time explaining how they built the pyramids the way they did. Like that that to me is amazing. We don't know how they got them, how the, some of the big obelisks that they have standing up, you know, they, they looked at... Um, these giant fulcrums they would make out of giant tree stumps and rope and you know using the sand um you know to to do leverage and stuff and they still can't completely figure out exactly how some of this was done so oh. that's that amazing um, yeah and, and we we have a mummy
0: in nashville um it's from ethiopia i'm pretty sure um back i mean several several hundred, words hundred years old the
1: book don't read the book of the dead yeah <laughs> so don't bring back. <laughs> yeah um, back.
0: If you do. I, I'm pretty sure that's where it's from though and you know but I'm like okay it's from Ethiopia which back then was ancient Egypt Um but I want to see it, it, I mean it's just a typical worker um mummy here and but I want to see it I want to see a pharaohs or a the pharaoh you know, I want to see some, some royalty. I've seen the, um, the Luxor exhibit in Las Vegas, which is pretty cool. You get a headset, yep. you walk through, um, it's supposed to be an exact mm-hmm. replica of the, of King Tut's tomb. Um, but I, I want to see. ancient Egypt. Thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And not, you know, going to New York, I think is other than maybe in Washington, DC is going to be the closest you can get to actually, you know, seeing it without going to, to mm-hmm. Egypt to, 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 see it. So um,
1: I gotta say that is something those, I, I would love to do. I would love to go to Egypt and see the, pyramids uh, the Sphinx. that's if, a- if I could pack my lunch every day. Yes. Like I would definitely <laughs> do it. So <laughs> I'm worried about the food over there. Right. Could be a little bit. Yeah. Gotta try, yeah. gotta try new things.
0: I, I will try some new things, but I'm not eating camel tongue or anything like that. So
1: <laughs> I do kind of draw the line at tongue. I don't want to taste anything that might be tasting me back.
0: I've watched too many like, you know, destination, truths or expedition unknowns yeah. and things yeah. like that with josh gates and all those other people and i'm just like we i like don't know yeah like i don't know about all that so uh
1: My but new york has got it but uh,
0: uh, you know new york has got the food that i'll eat so i'll start there before i make the jump across the city to egypt
1: <laughs> <laughs> no well there's another thing so that it it's it's not a museum but it's pretty amazing the new york public library another building that has been destroyed it, in you know, countless movies of the years, right? Ghostbusters from, you know, on up. Um, but the New York Public Library opened in 1911. So, you know, more than 100 years old for a library. Um, the main library building is like two blocks long. It, it's amazing. It's huge. They have so many books, so many things in there. And it's a free public library for people to go to. Um, yeah. Even if you just go in and look at the architecture and say you've been there, you really should check out the New York Public Library. It, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. Um, and then the other museum, you know, that I threw in just for you, Brian, New York <laughs> has a museum of ice cream. Can you taste it? You actually, Yes, they have taste. They have different kinds of ice
0: okay, cream. Okay, I'm in. And, you know, I, I told Mandy before we started recording this, I was like, you've been trying to get me to go to New York for years, Mandy. I <laughs> said, why didn't you, you know, Why didn't you tell me about this? She's like, I didn't know about it. I was like, this is this is how you start the conversation. Hey, there's a museum (laughs) of ice cream in New York. Do you want to go? And I'm like, okay, that's a serious. Yeah, that's a serious conversation. I got the baseball Hall of Fame, and then I got a museum of ice cream. I was like, I I think you've pulled at the heartstrings enough that I think I might go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it's an interactive. It's an interactive um, kind of museum. You go through. It's it. There's a lot of places they have built to make it. Um, Instagram worthy. So you can go in and do pictures and photos and share and do things. They do have apparently, I I didn't read the details on this, but they do apparently have the largest swimming pool of sprinkles. So I'm assuming they're not edible sprinkles, but there's like a pool with a slide and stepping stones where you can go and hang out this pool of sprinkles that you would normally put on ice cream. So um, but it's very, it's very Instagram-y kind of thing. Like one of the rooms you go to has these giant ice cream scoops and things. It looks like they're scooping um, ice cream, balls of ice cream off the wall with a big hand scoop. Um, and then you also get to sample some of their original flavors as you go through the museum. Um, they do some pretty cool date night things in there. So if you wanted to go and do date night, there's like after hours date night things where you know, it's romantic lighting and things like that. that. um would be kind of fun, but a great place to take kids and things as well pretty neat place
0: you, you said the uh, pool of sprinkles and i can just imagine like you know the scrooge mcduck ducktales <laughs> thing where he's like swimming through his money
1: <laughs> money yep yep but i was like I doing saw, that in sprinkles I saw, oh gosh, a museum of ice cream i have to put that in there for brian I gotta put that in your there brain <laughs> uh,
0: there's a couple others that we haven't talked about too they're not not really mm-hmm. museums but they might as well be because they're so famous mm-hmm. um, and that's the central park um and central park zoo yeah. um I mean, Central Park itself is just kind of like an open air. It's a oh big God, I don't even
1: know how to describe. In it. Middle of Manhattan.
0: Yeah, but it's not just a. I mean, like we think of a park as just some walking trails and things. I mean, there's there's some big time things to do in that
1: park. Yeah, and the Central Park Zoo is one of them. And just think of an idea too. I told you that you know the island of Manhattan is like 13 miles long from point to point and almost two and a half miles, a little over two miles wide at the widest point. And of that central park is a half a mile wide and two and a half miles in length. It's not a little park by any means. It's huge. Um, It's another, like when I was walking through central park, there are huge grassy areas where people just go and sit, hang out and picnic and, you know, have a beer and um, you know, play frisbee. There are um, sand and like hardcore volleyball courts and basketball courts all over there are um, a lot of different like band shell areas where different performers and entertainers go on. There's people like you call them buskers, you know, where they're out, you know, just performing music or whatever, letting people throw money in their hat or their guitar case or things like that. Um, There's horse-drawn carriages you can do through there. Um, There's so many, you can go, there's a whole lake and one of the whole lakes you can actually go and rent rowboats and row through it. So if you remember seeing that in the Muppets way back then, that's still there. You can still go do that. There are actually people in robots <laughs> when I was there over the weekend. Um, there is the Bethesda Terrace. So, Bethesda okay. Terrace um, has been in countless movies and stuff too. We were actually just watching wow. um, The Avengers the other day. And at the the event, end of The Avengers, um, you know, when uh, Thor is taking Loki home and he's taking the Tesseract with him, whatever, they're on the terrace at Bethesda, Bethesda Terrace, and I'm like, I was just there. I was stood right against that railing where they're standing. So I think it's in John Wick too, isn't it? It's in so many movies. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. it's in a, which it's the whole
0: park film. is. I mean, the whole All park time. is in Home Alone. Um, yeah, it's in.
1: Um, is it is Zookeeper in that? In that? Uh, yeah, it has to be. So I know parts um, of, you know, Night at the Museum when they were running through the park was there. Um, there, everything. So Central wow. Park Zoo is there. Like I said, there's different areas. So the whole park is different sections and areas. There's one whole section that's a big lake. There's one whole section that's like big grassy areas. There's, you know, like I said, the different areas that have the, um, the band shells and things and people performing. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's so unique and there's playgrounds for the kids and it's, it's mm-hmm. such a really cool like oasis in the middle of Manhattan um that i had to go through and I, I walked through a good portion of it um uh all the way up to bethesda terrace which is not quite halfway um or maybe a third of the way through the park and then i walked back down and went down uh fifth avenue but I, just the park alone is beautiful and um it was just starting to turn spring so there's a lot of cherry blossom trees so all the cherry blossoms were um coming out um Central Park was the busiest area I saw of New York. Everybody was out for the weekend. That's where all the when
0: I I have a hard time saying Central Park and not Central Perk because I'm a huge (laughs) Friends fan. Exactly, and I just came across this the other day, and I was like, well, this would be great for the episode." Um, You can apparently there's a Friends museum type situation up there now, where every episode or every scene from Friends. Uh, you can you can go in and there's like a room for it's Monica's living room. Um, there's a central perk coffee shop. There's Ross's room, uh, Ross's apartment. There's Joey and Chandler's where you can go play foosball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just they have copied every single scene from uh, not not scene I guess, setting from that, the yeah. show. That piece, yeah. And and put it in this little museum and you can go and visit it and i was like that is so cool for a friend's fan i don't know how much it costs or anything like that i was like but that that would just be so cool you can sit on the horse that ride the 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 boys ride into monica's room on and it's just <laughs> it's so it's such an iconic show and it's so fitting it for new york it's and i was like that issue. is yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I quote it all the time and people look at me and I'm like, these are my Thanksgiving pants. Just leave me be, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and nobody knows what I'm talking about. And I'm like, Oh, come on. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Nobody gets it. And, you know, but to have a museum like that, that I could go and visit and just joke around and recreate some of those. I was like, that's just classic. Like I I'd have to go there if I was up, uh, ever up in New York and can find it. Cause I, I, again, I don't remember where it is, but I'm sure you can look on the internet and find it's it. It's gotta be close easily. to
1: summer park. It has to be. Yeah. Close. Yeah, yeah, but again, two and a half miles long park it could be anywhere around it. Hmm. But yeah, that'd be really cool. To yeah, see. there are a lot of great parks in New York too. That's another thing is you know not not only like I said earlier where kind of in Midtown and, and stuff where they took out <laughs> traffic lanes and kind of made it a park in downtown. There are a lot of really beautiful parks around there. Um, so Central Park is obviously huge. It's one of the biggest parks in in, well, it's the largest park on the island. Um, you have Battery Park, which is way down where um you can see the Statue of Liberty and where you take the boats over and things to Battery mm-hmm. Park. Um, there's another place right um just a couple blocks from the Empire State Building called Bryant Park. And Bryant Park, um, for the fashionistas out there is where New York Fashion Week usually happens and the runway shows. Um apparently it was not a very nice place until the early 90s it was kind of a cd and not where you'd want to go but they turned it around and cleaned it up and now it's it's great they have giant like um chess games outside you can go and see watch people play chess with these oversized chess pieces and things um but yeah that's where the new york fashion week goes and um, if you watch uh um was it it's the runway um, show but uh, you know i don't know they're all out there making Things out of nothing, you know. Um, it, it, we used to watch that quite a bit when it was Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn, but um, yeah, so Bryant Park is famous for that. There, there's a lot of really great, beautiful parks in New York, it's not, not all concrete jungle. There's some beautiful parks, no. and, and I said, I think Zookeeper is
0: based off of the Central Park Zoo. I think it's actually the Bronx Zoo, is is, is
1: where, yeah, yeah that one is I think it's Bronx Zoo. So.
0: Yeah. So, and we, and we haven't even talked to him. We don't have time for it. But we haven't even talked about Coney Island. Oh no. no. Um, oh. So I mean, there there are so many different things like that to do. You know, for families, um, whether it's parks, zoos, uh, little type amusement play places, uh, carnivals. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, yeah, you're right. We could spend episode after episode, and we're just going to finish this episode off with uh, talking a little bit about some food. And I mean, really it's New York is famous for a couple different kinds of food. There's um, one that there, there's a battle for. And I asked you about it the other day, whether it was <laughs> Chicago or New York, and you kind of gave me a political answer.
1: So yeah. Pizza, pizza, pizza at New York. Come on. There's pizza everywhere. Pizza. Yeah. So we did have pizza a few times. I was at two different offices and we did have pizza a few times. Um, the New York pizza is very different. I liked it a lot, but it's, it's very different from, what I'm used to. I'm not in, I didn't grow up in New York, so I'm not New York pizza kind of guy. So the difference with New York pizza is they tend to be larger and they cut a slice of pizza in really large. Like even what we would consider a large pizza, you might get six slices out of that if you're lucky. And they're probably bigger than the large that you're used to. Um, They tend to be, they're not super crisp. So you almost fold it like a big triangular taco when you eat it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But the, again, different places had different sauce and it was really, some of it was really zesty. Um, but there's, there's so many great pieces, uh, pizza places there. They also have uh, like a Sicilian style deep dish pizza that we got at one of the offices. And that was pretty amazing. It, it, it was a lot of dough, not like Chicago style deep dish pizza where there's very little dough, um, but they were really good. I love I the pizza. I mean, I, I eat pizza way too often, but um, I, I might've had pizza today when I got home. Just saying, um, <laughs> wasn't the same, um, but yeah, I mean, there, it, it's amazing. There, there's, there's so many different kinds and styles and, and varieties of pizza. You can't really say which one is great. Like I love the yeah. Chicago deep dish pizza, but I have to be in the mood for that. Like I wouldn't eat yeah. that every time. That's not what I had when I ordered pizza, the Chicago style deep dish is you know, knife and fork pizza. would you want to sit and have that. Um, it's very filling and you're lucky to eat two pieces cause it's huge. Um, same thing in New York, but it's very thin and it's very large slices and they have good toppings. Um, but the, I mean, it, a slice of New York pizza is probably two slices anywhere else. Um, and they're just, it, everywhere you go, the flavor, the dough, the, the sauce, everything is a bit unique. Um, you know, I grew up in California and there is nothing for me like California, San Francisco, sourdough bread. I can get sourdough bread here in Chicago it is nothing like the sourdough bread you get in San Francisco. It has to be the water or something they do with the dough differently out there. It's so different, you know, so pizza is kind of the same way, you know, there's great New York pizza and then there's great Chicago pizza. Um, I like both for different reasons. So sorry, it's still a political (laughs) answer, but, but it's true. (laughs) I like both. It is.
0: No, it's true. And and there's, um, there's some other really good, neighborhoods to get some really good uh food that's you know we don't consider american um and and if you believe will ferrell new york also has the world's best coffee so
1: to have another coffee so yeah well
0: will 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 ferrell runs in an elf and he goes into the coffee shop (laughs) he's like you did it you did it you're the you know you well congratulations (laughs) and this is because they advertise the world's best coffee coffee. And, and i was like yeah that's that's that movie's hilarious too, and it's based <laughs> in New York. So you you know if you if you're if you're an Elf fan, of course, Central Park, uh, the Central Park uh, yep. Rangers, you're um, on that movie. So um, you can get you can learn a whole lot about New York just by watching some <laughs> stupid movies. <laughs> but well, it's, uh, you so, can't. Oh,
1: so many movies I, like I'm a movie and theater buff. I love yeah. things like that, and yeah, but and you can't get the stuff
0: smells. Stuff. You can't get the smells, and you don't get to taste New York no unless you visit some of these other
1: places well and that's the thing is is like you said new york has it's such a melting pot that every few blocks is a different region or to neighborhood borough whatever you want to call them up there um so there's little italy you can go to little Italy and great great italian great pizza um you can go to chinatown their chinatown is amazing um you know somebody who grew up in california Um, I had a a Chinese teacher in third and fourth grade. So we learned a lot about Chinese New Year and counting, you know, in Chinese when I was younger and writing some things out. And um, every year for Chinese New Year, we would take a field trip to San Francisco to Chinatown. And that was one of my favorite things because you get you get so immersed in something that's different um, and seeing the different things. So the New York Chinatown is pretty amazing, too. Um, I actually went through Koreatown. Koreatown is right off of Kind of right off of um broadway um, a little south of times square if you're going down broadway um and the other thing about new york right now is with COVID and the dining so new york when when new york started taking out some of the two-way streets and putting these one-way streets in with extra parks they added some parking and some spots in front of these places so you know parking is really hard in new york but with covid and people having to dine outdoors if, if the restaurants wanted to be open it sounds really crazy, but they were really cool. Many of the restaurants have built sort of an outdoor patio in a parking space. So the the parallel parking spaces in front of their building, they built areas where you can have like one table deep. There'll be kind of a wall on three sides, um, you know, and there's a roof. So some of them have done, you know, metal roof and shingles. Some of them have done like that kind of clear, um, Wavy plexiglass stuff you would put on a patio, yeah, um, over the yeah. top so you can get sunlight in. They hit, they put light and uh, electricity out there, so there's light and heaters in many of the cases because it's cooler outside. But they've created these really cool little outdoor dining spaces, which are basically out in the parking spaces in front of the building. Um, I, I think I shared some pictures with you guys of what they're like. But you know, some of them are semi enclosed with windows. Some of them are really open and they have, um, you know, vines and. You know, tree branches decorating, hanging. You know, to give it, give it more of that restaurant kind of feel, even though you're sitting outside. It's like an, it's like an outdoor uh, bistro. They are, but they they built them in the street in these mm-hmm. little like. These little buildings, these little outdoor things they built, and they're all decorated differently. And it, some of them have doors, and some of them don't. And I'm like, it's it's really kind of cool. So that's why I said, you know, when I when I went to eat in Times Square and I had to fill out the QR thing. To tell them you know where i was from for for tracing and all that that's the first experience i had because everywhere else we'd eaten they'd either ordered at the office or i ordered at the hotel and it came to the hotel or we ate outside so when you're eating outside you don't have to fill out the little contact tracing thing um yeah but we went to koreatown and we got the most amazing wings they had they were korean sweet and spicy ring wings so they were actual you know chicken wings the flats and the the drumsticks um, and they were fried and they were nice and crispy, but they had this like Korean sweet and spicy sauce on the outside. It wasn't hot, like burn your tongue, but it had just, just enough zing, like a mild Buffalo um, that had some spice to it, but they were sweet and sticky. Oh my gosh. They were so good. So good. Uh, I, I love those. I, we actually tried to go back again, but they were closed on Monday when we tried to go back. We're going to do that again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got some great Thai food up in Chicago. People don't really expect that from me, but I, I do like some good Thai. So I got some good Thai food gloves up there. Um, you know, got New York pizza. There, there's so many great, amazing things. And then if you are a foodie and you don't want to just do street food and things like that, um, there are some amazing restaurants. So one of my last nights there, the, the client I was with took me to um, this kind of a seafood place. It was good. Let me tell you, that was one of the best piece of cod I've had in a long time. And um, I had a a braised short rib and vegetable risotto appetizer. It was, it was crazy phenomenal. Um, So there's so many, so many great places to eat in New York and and any kind of food you can imagine, they have it, but they also have all the little street vendors and things too. Um, I I think I sent you guys pictures too, when I was up there. So... (laughs) I never noticed like the little newsstands they have. So these little newsstands literally look like they might be five feet wide front to back and maybe 10 or 12 feet length. And Mm -hmm. there's people inside them. It opens up and they're inside them. And like, you literally have an area to, to, I don't know if they have room to sit. It's such a small little area inside. And that's where people are like, buying their lottery in a magazine and mints, or there's coolers that, yeah. you know, you want a, a bottle of soda or water or something while you're out walking around Have these really tiny little convenience store. It, yeah. But it, they're like on the corner. <laughs> they're, yeah. Like, like you can literally stretch your arms out from end, to end and almost touch the whole outside of it. And there there's these little boots that are people in there and there's people buying everything. Um, there were also a lot of, like in the morning when I was walking to the train and things um, you have food truck kind of things out but then these teeny tiny trailers, like it's something you would see pulled behind a car. Um, and it it looked like, it looked like they would have, like there was donuts and pastries and things in them in the morning. And um, it looked like something you would just kind of open and like one of those little self-serve things, like you see at a 7-Eleven or something, but on wheels. And then I looked very closely and there's somebody inside it. Like there's a <laughs> microwave and stuff in there and coffee. They're like, you, they'll sell you coffee and pastries and whatever. And they'll, you know, they'll microwave their. I'm like, it it had to be like three foot by five foot if that and they're sitting inside these little boots on the corner selling breakfast stuff like new york okay there you go like yeah yeah i don't think i want to be in that little box all day but okay good for you yeah no they were tiny i I was like i was just struck at how tiny some of these places were and uh and so i had a friend i have a friend that lives in bayonne new jersey that i haven't seen in a long time and so he came and met me for dinner one night and we were walking around and he's he's grew up in Bayonne in New York and lives up there. And he had never even noticed those little newsstand booths I was talking about. <laughs> and he's looking at them. I'm like, do you realize people work in there that that's, that's like a shop. He's like, no, I'm like, yeah, look, like here's the door and here's where it opens. And he's like, what? I'm like, and this is the big one. And we walked down where we were going to go get on the train. And I said, Oh, here's one of the smaller newsstands. He's like, that's the same thing. I said, yeah, but it's smaller. Like somebody's in there in the morning. <laughs> something. He's like, you No, know, And he grew up up there. He didn't even realize <laughs> It's crazy that's funny. so many amazing things
0: yeah shopper, and let's say, like,
1: if you're a shopper you got to go to fifth avenue that's where you know Saks fifth avenue got its name um hmm. all those places fifth avenue is like the miracle mile here in chicago um everything is there Tiffany, Macy's?
0: Isn't that, isn't that where macy's is
1: macy's is over there well there's a macy's um on broadway but there's another macy's over on fifth avenue i believe as well um, the big one is over um, on Broadway, where uh, you see the Macy's Thanksgiving yeah, Day Parade. Yeah, and-
0: that's that's right. Yeah,
1: that's right off of Broadway there, and that's one of those areas where they, the street actually in front of Macy's mm-hmm. where the parade is. I I didn't realize where you see the um, the like Broadway performances they do outside the store Macy's. So that that section of the block is one of those blocks that's closed which I didn't realize that. I thought, oh, they must close the street every time they do it. Nope, it's permanently closed now. It's kind of a walkway in front of Macy's so you can get your picture in front of Macy's. and. Stand it's become a such
0: place. a tourist attraction. Yeah. Where uh, they, stand, they have to.
1: They stand where they do the Broadway numbers for the Thanksgiving parade and where the floats go by and stuff, you can do that. But normal day, it's 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 a closed off area. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Some yeah. neat things, but yeah, Fifth Avenue um, in New York, it's the premier shopping area. This is where all the big names are. If you know the big Apple store is there, um, he said, "Saks is there, Tiffany, Cartier. As you walk down Fifth Avenue, it's all there. Everything you could imagine. It's like, you know, a high-end shopper's dream. It's Fifth Avenue, Rodeo Drive in yeah. California. You have Fifth Avenue in New York. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so many things to see and do. Yeah, and like
0: and like you said, we can we can talk about this, you know, for episodes um, and break it down even further. Because, like I said, we we didn't even scratch the surface with the yeah, Coney Island." Um, you know, we, we missed all of Brooklyn. Um, uh, I mean, it's just a, there's a whole lot that we just don't have time for.
1: Long Island, so, Long Beach. If you want to go out to the beach in yeah. New York, yep. yeah, lots of great things. Um, so many places things to do. If you're interested in a trip to New York, reach out and let us know. Um, like I said, been there recently. Uh, I'll be happy to help point out some things you might want to see and how to get around. Um, but right now is a good time to go. Broadway's not open. Um, but it is much less crowded than normal so if you are really worried about crowds and things like that and you still want to see things you do have to wear a mask everywhere you go Um, so masks you know are are pretty much if you're walking around the street you don't have to Um, i did see a lot of people without masks just walking the street and people giving them dirty looks but um, if you go into any of the buildings or anything like that if you um, get on any of the transportation um, federal law now does require you to wear a mask on any public transportation so buses trains airplanes all that you have to do it, or they they can refuse to let you ride. Um, and most of the tourist attractions and things that were there, most of these things that we've talked about, um, all the different museums and the Statue of Liberty and the the boat tours and all that. Um, when you go to the observation decks, you do have to wear masks and all those to get in and out. Um, you know, technically, if you were outside on the observation deck at um, Empire State Building, you could take your mask off for pictures if you're socially distant. Uh, but keep in mind, it, it, there are still a lot of um, COVID and social distance measures and things in place. Um, I carry my own um, antibacterial goo, you know, the little hand gel, hand sanitizer. So I had that on my bag as I was roaming around so I could just, you know, sanitize as I needed to. Um, the one thing I did think was kind of weird in Times Square, especially, <laughs> if you've ever been to Times Square, all those people that dress up in unusual costumes and want to take their picture with you for <laughs> tips, they're all still there. So um, I did see the Naked Cowboy. So it's interesting. It's the same guy that I remember from how many years ago when I was there. So the Naked Cowboy um, walks around in tighty-whities and cowboy boots and a hat. And he sings and takes pictures with people. Um, But there's also, like, there was a giant Incredible Hulk figure out there. There were several superheroes that you would recognize. Um, There were several... (sighs)
0: Several Disney characters you should recognize but probably can't because yeah. of the costumes there were, were so
1: many of the really really bad disney costumes and of course i'm walking around with my mickey mouse backpack and they keep asking me you want a picture do you want a picture i'm like no i'm good thanks um really don't want to be pictured with you guys uh <laughs> but there was like the, there was a giant statue of liberty guy that you could take pictures with that was there was batman and robin and penguin and joker and um, all kinds of superheroes so that was kind of interesting but there's still tons of people walking around handing you flyers or cds or um i, I don't take this wrong i don't know what the religion is where they wear the i want to say harry krishna where they wear their robes and their shaved heads and they have bracelets that they try to give you for tips i'm like i don't know please, please stop handing me things i'm like yeah. I'm not paranoid but I don't know how many people you've tried to hand things to and where your hands have been like, yeah, especially there. now. Like, yeah, right, right now. No. Um, so there still is a ton of that. There are still the typical um, sidewalk vendors who put out, you know, a, a table on the street of hats and sunglasses and things like that, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, do you want to go try on a bunch of sang- sunglasses that somebody else has been touching on the street? I don't. Oh. Um, like I said, I'm not paranoid, but I'm realistic. Like <laughs> like stop handing me stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you. I don't need it. Like I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird. Um, not me. Yeah. But they're all, they're all in Times Square. They want to hand you all kinds of, you know, flyers and CDs and take your picture and bracelets and, you know, asking you for money. And I was like, no, I, I don't carry cash. So I wasn't worried about being mugged because I never have any cash yeah. on me anyway. Um, and, and I didn't feel like that anywhere when I went into city. Even, even when it was after dark and we had dinner and I was walking back to my hotel, I didn't feel uncomfortable anywhere at all. Um, I mean, granted, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger white guy and I've just turned 50. So not like somebody who's gonna, you know, mess with me typically I would think, but <laughs> I, I didn't feel uncomfortable anywhere I was. Um, I didn't feel like people were being forceful or anything anywhere. Um, there, there was one event when I was at one of the offices that I didn't want to talk about, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, <laughs> it was just down the street. So, but I, there is so much to see and do in New York. There's still so much amazing opportunity to go and do it. And if you don't want to deal with a lot of the crowds, now is totally the time to go. Um, things are reduced and it, it's worth seeing. Um, you, you will miss out on a lot of the live entertainment. Um, if that's yeah. your biggest reason to go, then you may want to wait. Um, if you want to see the sites and really enjoy New York, so time to go it's it, so easy well,
0: and that's just it i mean there, there's so much to do even if like say you're taking a week trip you're still not going to get it in you're going to have to go back if you want to try to do everything anyway so yeah. you know maybe your next trip is when you do the broadway shows and you can catch right you know two
1: two during your trip at that point or something and right.
0: Uh, go go you know, for a long it's... weekend
1: right now, do a three day weekend in New York and go see the sites and just enjoy things like that and not worry about Broadway. And then, you know, when Broadway comes back, and you want to go and see a show, like Brian said, go do a couple shows in a weekend, and then you don't have to worry about seeing all the sites. Maybe pick up some of the things that you missed um, on the first trip when you, when you just kind of went sightseeing. Yep. But so great time to go. So great time yep. to go it is. So, but
0: we need to uh we need to jump to the west side of the country for some news yeah. that's uh happening. And basically, it is as as of this recording when this recording drops, Disneyland be will be reopened. Yes. Now you you can walk, well, not you guys unless you live in California. <laughs> if you're um, our listeners in
1: California, you can You can Disney go to Disneyland. Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure the day you hear this.
0: Yeah, but everybody else has got to wait a little bit longer, um, I and mean, we've waited over a year, so, you know, what's what's yeah. a few more weeks, months, whatever it is, um, but it, it's so nice to have Disneyland back.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to have Disneyland reopen. The cast members we're seeing out there, they're, they're preparing and stuff, it, it, you know, it's like when Florida reopened. they're going to be so so grateful to have people there and there's been a little bit of people in California Adventure with that taste of the California Adventure that they were doing Taste of Disney Um, Mm -hmm. but now attractions are going to be open see
0: I think the opposite I I think well not the opposite but you said they're going to be just like Disney World when Disney World reopened they've been sitting at home watching everything happen at Disney World since what was it March no no when when did Disney World reopen July July. Um, so for the last you know several months it's like they're they're sitting at home jealous yeah these people are going that. you know they're, they're they're going to the parks they're you know they're they're wave you know waving so they they've had all this stewing up in them that they're finally going to be able to let it out i can just imagine just the yeah. first couple of people walking in seeing a cast member saying good morning and the cast members just absolutely losing it yeah because they're finally so. back at work doing what they love
1: yeah And so keep in mind, so right now, when you hear this, Disneyland and California Adventure and Universal Hollywood reopened on the 16th of April. Um, So those parks are opening. They are limited to California residents at the moment. That is not up to Disney and Universal or Knott's Berry Farm or any of those parks. That is up to um, the state of California at the moment. So there could be changes coming soon. We don't know how soon, but there could be changes coming soon that would allow non-residents back. So just keep yeah. your ear to the ground. Let us know if you're interested in any of those. We're happy to help you and let you know when those things become available. But at any rate, the magic is back at Disneyland. So that's an amazing thing. Yep. So we had some other inter- interesting um, Disney news. So mm-hmm. April 29th, yesterday, uh, Disney's revealing the Wish. Disney Wish ship has been had their grand reveal. Um, you know, they've sneak peek a couple of, pieces and items here and there so we know that captain minnie is going to be on the front in the gold filigree on the front of the ship we do know that uh, rapunzel from tangled uh, is going to be hanging on the back of that ship um we do see that uh, cinderella is kind of the main uh character in the main um grand salon on that ship so cinderella will be there um it's very um fairy tale whimsical you know, airy ships. So I can't wait to see more about this and what else is on that. So, um, so, so do we have, do we have any idea of the restaurants? I don't remember reading anything. Don't about think the restaurants. No, I think that's okay. all coming on the, on the 29th. So mm-hmm. by the time this airs, we should have those answers. So I'm super excited about that too. Can't wait to see a new ship coming along. And then okay. we have um, at Disney world uh, when uh, Earth Day just happened. So happy Earth Day. Happy late Earth Day, everybody. But as Earth Day came out, then we got a new Tiny Kingdom magic shot over at Animal Kingdom. If you haven't seen these yet, we've had one at um, Galaxy's Edge in uh, Hollywood Studios. So you could stand outside the big TIE fight, TIE echelon, where um, you see Kylo Ren and the troopers. But there was one out there where you stand and you kind of stand in a circle and it makes it look like you're standing on this, you're a giant on this little planet. Um, It's kind of cool. So the new one is over in uh, Animal Kingdom and it is near the tough to be a bug um attraction exit so it looks like the tree of life is there and you're standing on this Mm -hmm. micro planet with the giant tree of life behind you Um, they're pretty cool looking and they're included in your uh memory maker so we know a couple of those we can let you know where to look for those um but i think it
0: it is cool Uh, and to keep in mind with that one it's brand new um, so just like anything else with Dan- Disney, it's, it's going to have a little bit of a line to it um, because everybody's going to want that magic shot. Uh, and it's on the backside of the trio life. Mm-hmm. So right before you get to the bridge, it should be somewhere, somewhere right around there. Um, the walking trail I think to the that, there, yeah. yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Uh, anytime you, you can add a few different uh, perspectives on your, your, your photo pass. Um I'm all for it because I don't want the same pictures every time I go. Um, so we try to yep. get them in different locations
1: and different uh, magic shots with the different characters and things. Well, um, and with COVID, they're not ahead. doing the magic shot stuff where you hang when you hold things. So like lanterns yeah. right now, they're not doing because they don't want people all touching them. Those little um, frames that you like hold up and put mm-hmm. your put around yourself. They're not doing all those yep. now. It's just, you know, too many people touching and sanitizing in between yep. and things like that. So anytime something new comes up and gives you an opportunity, that's great. Um, and we did tell you on the last episode that um, Disney has relaxed the mask um, option. So if you are stationary and taking a photo, including memory maker photos, um, you can actually take your mask off for those photos now, as long as you are socially distanced and stationary. Yep. That's
0: kind of cool too. Another, another thing Disney has relaxed on is capacity. Uh, they have upped the capacity to what we believe is 50% at the moment. Uh, we don't have, you know, firm numbers on that, but that's kind of what the rumor is. Um, we don't know how true that is or not, but, um, mm-hmm. we, you know, we've been there, uh, it felt a little less than 50% when we were there uh, a couple of times. So I'd imagine that's probably pretty close. Um, and so with that, when they upped the capacity, they also upped the availability for the park pass reservations. Um, mm-hmm. uh, However, we have also seen that those reservations have filled up fast again Wait, for quickly. Hollywood Studios and, Mag- and Magic Kingdom for June. Yeah. Um, so that just shows us, I mean, we know it because we, we do it day to day as far as booking vacations and things like that. But people are ready to travel and people are traveling. They, they, have, they are making their reservations to Walt Disney World. Uh, they are ready to get back to what a lot of people call home. Mm-hmm. um and, and just experiencing that magic they've put these vacations off now for some of the, some of these people over a year they've had to keep pushing these things back and i mean it's just it's good to see but but as travel planners it's also kind of frustrating when you have these people wanting last minute trips and then we have to tell them i'm sorry but we can't get you hollywood studios or magic
1: kingdom um so, yeah, so a, again as this drops it'll be april 30th and most of may and june are relatively booked up you can kind of get up you can probably get animal kingdom for may and june you may not get the other parks it's
0: magic kingdom in hollywood studios for the most part and we imagine july is going to be just the same yeah so if so you are thinking about july trip let's get let's go ahead and get that out, booked.
1: it's def- yeah definitely now i want to start booking and getting those booked and locked in um because we think july is going to fill up very quickly
0: yeah and, and along the lines with the park reservations dining reservations also are filling up very very quickly um, it's extremely hard right now to find any dining reservations after 60 days out which is the time frame for when you are allowed to book your dining reservations which is 60 days before check in um, on that 59th 58th day it's really really hard to try to find anything and you know, one of the last things we want to do as travel planners is just come back to you and say, sorry, we, we weren't able to get that for you um, because of, of time frames. We can get it on that sixtieth day for you know, a lot of times. Um, even that's been that required too. Yeah, it is. And and we are up at, you know, you and I are up at 5am. <laughs> yeah, know, or actually about 440 in the morning trying to get yeah. that. And, and there's been some nights where I've been up till, you know, 11 o'clock getting Savis and droid reservations yeah. Um. The, the night before and then have to get up the next day to get dining reservations for Ogas or, or you know, some character dining or something. And it, it's, it's slim pickings because there's just there's not as many options in the options that are there they're still running the restaurants at 50 percent capacity so they well, haven't changed the that
1: prices, yeah. yeah
0: so they're just doing the park reservations is what they're the park capacity is what they're increasing not everything
1: else so and not um, all the dining stations have reopened yet either which is not helping no. us yet so just or the quiet. resorts yeah we're doing mm-hmm. all we can to get you guys your your um requests but there's just only so much availability at the moment so we, yeah typically as much as we can but
0: yeah typically we can we can work very very mm-hmm. well with these spur-of-the-moment trips now it's just not the time to try to go to Walt Disney World on a, on a whim and, and spur of the moment. Not if you want yeah, to sit and it's
1: going right to be parks. very
0: hard mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's already not your normal trip, which is completely fine. We've talked about that several times that it's still a unique experience and you're still getting a lot of the same things. You're just getting them in a different way. But if you're one of those that has to eat at this restaurant, every trip, chances are it's, it, it may not be happening this time. So what we're saying is let's, let's plan these a little further out. So you have a better shot at getting the vacation that you want.
1: Yeah. I have a client that's got a party of 10. And I was trying to get them sci-fi dine and they don't seat 10. There's no tables in there that seat oh. 10. So I was doing a party of six and a party of four. And so I, I locked in the party of six. And as soon as I went to get the party of four, there were no more reservations. Yep. So I've got half of my party has a reservation. The other half doesn't yet. They're still about 54 days from going. So, you know, sometimes I, we can pull strings and make something happen. I yeah. can't guarantee and it. Sometimes like, we get lucky. I got you know I um an ogas
0: for somebody that you know is going two weeks away you know two weeks from now, and you know I got them an ogas, it's for three people so that's a little easier. Yeah. But the thing is you know and, and one that's one of the great things about booking with a travel planner is we have to check those websites every you know several oh, yeah. times a day to try to, to try to get those. That's several hours throughout your day as a, mm-hmm. as a consumer or as a client, you don't have to worry about. Right. You know, think of how all the other things that you can do versus trying to sit on hold on the phone to, you know, because the website's not working. So you have to call into dining and you're spending several hours. I think Leslie said she spent eight hours one time on the phone and still didn't get Mm -hmm. the answer she wanted. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can do that. I I love my clients.
1: (laughs) I don't think I have that much patience. Yeah. So I've been on hold for over three hours with Disney tech for something and I still haven't gotten through. So I'm still working on that for another client as well. So yeah, but that, that's why you have us. This is what we do: is we we work on those yep. things and we try and spend all that time sitting online or on the phone for you, so you don't have to do that. Um, you know, that's why you have us. Yep. we can't guarantee anything, but we're going to do our best. We're going to try our very best. Yep. That we do. That we right. Do. I think that's so... about it for New York in this episode.
0: Have for this time, time again.
1: <laughs> may have to do another one. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, oh, but yeah, so, you know, um, feel free to comment with your thoughts. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, I actually think we have several people who listen um, every episode uh, that live in the New York area or, or at least, you know, up that way. So um, if you guys have any thoughts, if there's anything we missed or you want to, um, you know, make some comments on, please let us know. Tell and us if I got it Nick, wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know you'll He's going,
1: be happy to correct well, I was going to say
0: you're going back. So maybe they can, uh, right. you know, tell you what you got to check out next time. So, um, but yeah, speaking and checking out next time, check us out next time as we introduce you to Hilton Head Island, finally, we're <laughs> going to talk about Hilton Head Island. Um, we, we keep putting this one off just because, you know, we just, Keep having, you know, better, I not want to say better things, but there's just some things that we we want to do first. And so we've gotten those out of the way. Um, so next time we will be going over Hilton Head Island and all the different things you can do there. Stay at the Disney Resort or some of the others. Um, check out the beach. And if you like the show and you think you know somebody else who may enjoy it as well, please share the episode with them. Uh, like I said, we always want to hear from you. So uh, I'm going to throw out a challenge, I think here in the next week or so about trying to get a, uh, Maybe maybe a certain amount of likes or something like that on one of our episodes or our page. So keep a lookout for that. Um and,
1: and sure you, you can always call... it may not seem like yes. a big deal if you you check out every episode, but please subscribe. That does wonders for us and for our radio. does we appreciate that. Yeah. So please subscribe to enjoying the shows. Yep.
0: And we we have added some new ways to follow us on social media. So check those out as well. Um they're on our website and our um I guess they're kind of pretty much about everywhere in all the show descriptions and everything. So um, definitely let us know if there's another way we can get to you that we haven't listed. We want to be there as well. Um, But we've pretty much got you covered on just about every social media expect that, that you can think of Disney playlist on Spotify, YouTube. Um, I mean, we're everywhere at this point. Mm -hmm. So we're LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, yeah, the only thing, I, we're not on TikTok or Snapchat, and I don't know if those are coming or not, but um, the way we're going, it wouldn't surprise us. <laughs> so
1: keep a lookout. Okay, you're um, going to find us everywhere. Yep, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, we like to end every episode with a quote, and I don't have um, the person who said this quote. It's just a typical great New York quote. Um, but the quote is, there's an inherent energy in New York City that it's famous for. It makes you want to get up and do a million things all day and stay up all night. And I couldn't say it better myself. There's just so many things to see and do um, like anywhere else, New York city after dark and the lights and um, it, it it's really a cool city. So yeah, really. Cool I can't adventure. wait to get
0: there. I, I, I know I joke around about like not wanting to go and everything, but I, once I'm there and can figure out the logistics of getting around, I'm going to be
1: perfectly fine. Cause there are so yeah. many things I want to see in New York. It's a it's an amazing city. It's just it's so unique. It's so amazing. Um it's it's really cool. It, you should definitely yeah. check it out. yeah
0: Maybe, maybe uh I don't want to say this summer. We got a busy summer already. Maybe next year or maybe the year after one. Blaine's a little older and he might enjoy some of that as well. Cause so yeah, the history Blaine's big history. Yeah. yeah, Blaine's big history nerd. So yeah. which is good. I don't mind that. So yeah, that's very cool. So, yeah. So, all right guys well thank you for listening and uh we will talk to you in a week maybe sooner Get, you know just keep a lookout we, we might have a video pop up so
1: thanks guys bye-bye thank you